Welcome to Hyperbaric Living with Dr. Masha podcast. I'm Dr. Masha, naturopathic doctor, hyperbaric expert, and your podcast host, bringing you the cutting-edge interviews and ideas about hyperbaric oxygen therapy. I'm grateful to interview these bright minds and sharing their knowledge and experience in the field of hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Thank you for listening. So let's get started with this week's episode. Welcome back to Hyperbaric Living Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Masha, and today I have with me Dr. Olga Aguilera. I had her on a podcast before. We talked about skin rejuvenation and anti-aging, and today we'll continue our conversation about anti-aging and hyperbaric oxygen therapy, of course, because it's a hyperbaric show. Welcome to the show, Dr. Olga. It's really nice to have you with me today. It's a pleasure for me to be sharing with you this fantastic time and talk and exchange information. And it's always fun to share my information with people that might be interested in it. Absolutely. Uh, Dr. Olga and I present um, at the same stage, usually at International Hyperbaric uh, Association Conference that will happen this year in June. And information is out there. If you guys are interested and like to attend, it's an amazing event. But I'll talk a bit more about it when we get closer to IHA conference. Today, we'll focus on anti-aging. Let's start from the meaning of anti-aging. I mean, what is anti-aging? Because we cannot go back in time. Um, how do we reverse aging? It's a natural process to age. So what is anti-aging then? I think anti-aging, it's a very controversial actually word. Many scientists don't like the word anti-aging because what implies it's like a going against aging, right? But for the general population, for patients, for even for businesses, anti-aging is a really popular and easy to understand word. Um, I am not against the words. I actually, I like it because it helps the patients to be interested in doing something for themselves. In reality, anti-aging for me means prevention. How can you help your body to really slow down the aging process? Because we don't only can slow down the aging process, we can also accelerate the aging process if we don't know what factors are taken in consideration. What are we doing okay? Or what are we doing inappropriately to really damage our body in a way that we can probably not go back? But on the other hand, uh, uh, Dr. Sinclair, which is one of the most important uh, researchers about anti aging, promotes this as a some type, some type of so, software damage in our body. Anti, I mean, aging is something that is happening just because there is some type of damage in the program in our DNA. And he believes that aging can be something curable. And I really would like to believe that because I think all the researchers, the researchers that are happening in the present are really showing very, very motivating results and I'm so excited about it. This is a subject that has been in my mind for decades. I think I've been involved in anti-aging for almost 20 years, and I'm very interested in continuing being part of this. So what can we do? You've mentioned that we can accelerate aging or we can slow down aging. And I think it's interesting to look at both. 
because what we really would like to do is slow down aging, but also prevent that acceleration. So what in your um, experience helps to slow down aging? You know, um, slow down. lifestyle has to do a lot with aging factors. Uh, genetics is number one. And of course, we have some genes that are already programmed to regulate how oft, how soon, how fast, or how slow we are aging. But if we intervene and not only kind of reprogram those factors, then we, in our lifestyle, we might have some activities that are not very healthy, that are accelerating the process. As an example, environmental toxicity. Environmental toxicity, I think, is number one factor in, in, the, in the process of aging. If you are not having... Um, very appropriate educational information about what are the toxins that are really damaging your DNA. And then, of course, you are not paying any attention and how you're going to be keeping your body younger. Uh, just to mention, uh, junk food might have a lot of toxicity because they are processed food that are not really having the, the content of nutrients that we need to really revitalize the cells. Uh, or you can probably go to the grocery store and buy your fresh natural food, but if, the, if it's full of pesticides, of course, you will have also other factors that are a, I mean, kind of invisible to your eye, but they are present to also damage your skin or causing other problems in your body, uh, tumors or abnormal functioning, chronic inflammation. There are multiple factors. And I think lifestyle is number one, exercise, uh, nutrition, how stress level in your body, and sun exposure. There are multiple factors that we have to take in consideration and we can slowly go mentioning some of them through all the talk today. I see. So we can actually manipulate these factors to slow down aging. For example, as a, I'll give a very simple example. As opposed to eating junk food, we can eat organically grown, nutrient-dense food and so on, exercise, sleep, so-called foundations of health, which uh, hopefully will help us prevent age-related disease and prolong lifespan and health span. But then we also have special therapies that can help us do so. And hyperbaric oxygen therapy is known as one of the therapies that can slow down aging. And you've done a lot of work in this field. So could you please share with us how hyperbaric oxygen therapy can help slow down aging? Yes, I, and, and if you don't mind, then you just kind of reconstruct again about aging because I think it's important to understand what are the the components of the cellular aging before to get into hyperbaric because when you when we get into hyperbaric then it will be easier to understand why hyperbaric can be an anti-aging therapy. Aging includes a lot of factors, a lot of components at cellular level. We have a DNA, which is a DNA, I mean, which is the, the collection of information that we have to send all the data to every cell or to every organelle, how it would be easier for the cell to be healthy, younger, and functional. That's the, that's the, the most important factor, the DNA. But also we have a, other factors that are interfering with the normal DNA functioning which can be chronic inflammation. Aging and chronic inflammation go together. And chronic inflammation is the main reason to develop a lot of degenerative diseases like arthritis and 
cardiopathies, diabetes, high cholesterol levels, uh, fatty liver, multiple conditions that are already in response of this chronic inflammation. And chronic inflammation is actually uh, something that can be happening at cellular level and we don't feel anything. We have no idea that it's happening. You know that patients come over to the office and they come and complain of arthritis. I mean, I have a, a joint pain or I have some headaches I have. They don't associate that with the cellular function or dysfunction because what they are not thinking as, as a physiological abnormality in the body. They just see that as a illness itself. And unfortunately, um, many practitioners also think about just as an illness itself. And that's, what there, that's why there's a lot of prescriptions. I'm a medical doctor. And I was very fortunate not to really learn to only prescribe medication to cure or to release some to relieve some type of symptom. I always have the the idea that something else is happening in the body and that we can find a way to solve the problem without medications. And I'm very happy that in my in my role in the medical field, I encountered many, many physicians that were very interested in alternative and natural ways to heal the body. And I found this Dr. Uh, Heuser, which was my professor, my friend and associate in later in the years, who, who also was an MD and readily he would use the prescription pad. And he always recommended all the alternatives before to go into medications. But thinking about, again, chronic inflammation, we need to find out how can we reduce chronic inflammation? Because once we reduce or disappear the chronic inflammation, we can slow aging and we can also uh, reverse or stop the aging, the aging speed. And chronic inflammation can be from the type of food that you are eating, from the lack of exercise, from uh, this hormonal disbalance, for toxic exposure, all those factors combined. I mean, alcohol consum consumption, drugs as a, a diversion, you know, all those factors are part of the chronic inflammation. But the most important one is nutrition. And that's why nutrition is probably the very first step we have to take in consideration. And I, I always recommend to all the patients, if they have the opportunity to test their DNA, it's also important because having understanding your genes, it will be much easier to help the patient to choose and select what they have to do to stay healthier. So now, getting into hyperbaric medicine. Hyperbaric medicine is probably one of the most interesting subjects now in this generation. Many patients ask, well, how come only oxygen and pressure can make a difference? But, you know, hyperbaric oxygen happens to be one of the best anti-inflammatory therapies. And remember, we are talking about cellular level. Hyperbaric oxygen, as soon as you increase pressure and provide extra oxygen, you are already stimulating the body to reverse that inflammation, chronic inflammation that is happening at that moment. It intervenes to normalize or regulate all the cascade of inflammation so the cell can be functioning much better. That can be the very first or more important intervention about anti-aging and also helping other chronic conditions. 
I see. Is um, I, is there a specific uh, anti-aging protocol? Um, uh, I mean, hyperbaric anti-aging protocol that you use or that you recommend. For example, somebody um, comes across this podcast and and they learn that hyperbaric oxygen therapy can be used to slow down aging. But how do you use hyperbaric oxygen therapy to slow down? Is there a specific number of sessions, specific um, pressure? Um, what do you think? I think it's a very limited amount. A very limited amount of uh, researchers are happening, but there are quite a few that are already giving us idea about the number of sessions and all that. But remember, every individual is different. If I have a person that comes to my office and it's a patient that looks very unhealthy and has already quite a few chronic conditions, I think I will start for understanding that probably his his lifestyle might be not the best, or perhaps his DNA is a DNA that has a lot of uh, bad uh, information that is causing obesity illnesses in this patient. So every case is individual. But I cannot ignore that there is already a study out there uh, uh, that it was done in Tel Aviv, and I don't know if you hear about it, uh, Masha, and, uh, where they selected a number of patients that were 60 years old or older, all of them, and and they put them in a protocol of hyperbaric oxygen therapy every single day for 90 minutes, 60 days, 60 times. But before to start the treatment, they also evaluated the DNA and the telomere length methylation, senescent cells, which are very important to evaluate in almost every patient. And that's why I encourage my patient to do a DNA testing because we need to know what is the base, the baseline in each of the cases. They study all these factors in the patients. They put them on treatment. They repeat the testing 30 days and 60 days later. And even after they finish the treatment. And they found that at two atmospheres, 90 minutes, 60 times improved the telomere length by 20%. They reduced the senescent cells by 18%. And even after the treatment by 30%, and all the genomas were improved. I think that study for me was probably one of the most important studies. And of course, it's the first one of many to come. I'm actually starting with one project right now, and I'm very interested because I'm not going to be using hyperbaric by itself in my population. I'm going to be also applying other factors. Uh, and of course, I will have probably different groups, like a, a group with only hyperbaric, I gr- a group with lifestyle changes, a group with some other, like a supplements, whatever, and then we will compare which ones are going to be better. But right now, this study really uh, was very informative and impact the population, the medical population, because there is no other treatment, Masha, no other treatment that had improved the telomere by 20%. And if we understand that the telomere is where we collect all the information, we have all the information and how to function better, can you imagine? It's just amazing, amazing study. So this, the famous study that you're mentioning uh, raises certain questions. Well, first, uh, some argue that telomeres is not necessarily the best predict, does, do not necessarily have the best predictive value for aging and that methylation clocks are a lot better 
Um, so we're waiting for the study on with methylation clock to come out. In my opinion, we'll probably show very similar results. But also, a lot of people argue, and they're asking this question, this, the pressure that was used in this study was two atmospheres. Can you replicate it on lower pressures? Would you get similar results uh, or not? And we, we don't know that. What do you think? That's going to be actually part of my study because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use both chambers. My original study, and, and I don't know if you remember, Masha, we had a study about brain in 1999, brain uh, toxicity. All the patients had some type of toxic encephalopathy. And when Dr. Hoyser requested some um, spectrography, the picture will show how some areas or the damaged areas had very low blood perfusion, which means very low oxygenation, and, and as a result, of course, low function. And even healthy patients had some of those hypoperfusion areas in some areas of the brain uh, when they believed they were healthy. So we all, in general, might have some areas in the body that are not getting all the oxygen. That's why oxygen is so important because you are boosting almost every cell in the body. But anyway, I was using, we were using soft chambers back then. We didn't know anything about hyperbaric medicine. It was the very first study I was participating. Uh, we were practicing neuroimmunotoxicology in the 1990s. And the main objective was to find a therapy to help these patients to improve their, their brain functioning because they were, many of them were very young. Many of them were very uh, sick and they will become disabled. So then Dr. Hoyser and I and another uh, participants decided to give it a try to hyperbaric medicine. And, and then we were using soft chambers. For our surprise, at least for my surprise, using a subchamber of 1.3 atmospheres, no supplemental oxygen back then, we found that 99% of the patients improved in the blood perfusion, blood perfusion in the brain, the patient reported to feel better. And we did others, other testing like a TOBA test, microcognitive test, immunological test. Every test improved. Not only the brain spectrography show normality in the color of the brain, but also other testing improved significantly. Attention span improved with only 10 sessions of about one hour. One hour every single day for 10 sessions made a difference. So I know the soft chambers worked. I don't know if that intensity would be enough to stimulate the DNA, but I, what I think and I have noticed now I use both chambers. I use soft chambers and I use also hard shell chambers. What I have noticed is that probably the the little higher pressure and also uh, an extra oxygen supplementation can be more intensive and can be a little faster. So at the end, in my experience, I believe that the soft chambers can be helpful. Maybe you need more sessions, more than 60, but you can still get some results. And that would be a factor to evaluate. That's something we want to evaluate. And going back to the telomere uh, argument that you were saying, we know if, I mean, if, if the patient is getting to more uh, information about genetics, we know that genes are something we have. And we know that the telomere contains all the, all the amino acids or the, the mix of amino acids that are important 
to have an optimal functioning in the cell. If one of those amino acids is disrupted or corrupted or destroyed, then the cell forgets how to repair or how to function. So telomere is very important. Now, why the length is important? Because the shorter the telomere is, the less information we have to really recover the functioning. That's why the telomere length is important. And I know there are multiple companies now in these days that are trying to find a way, how can you repair the telomere? Because the telomere is what contains and what actually controls the information within the cell. And then it comes also the genomes, and then comes the little tiny portions that are important to also reconnect. And that's the difficult part of aging. But I think telomere, of course, can be one factor that you can measure, and I think is is important. Methylation is also important. Methylation is more about damaging. How soon is your DNA destroying by itself or by other factors? It's also very important because that methylation talks about aging. How soon or how fast or how slow is your DNA being damaged? Thank you for clarifying that because uh, uh, the question comes up really a lot in the comments. You've also mentioned several times um, uh, DNA testing, that you can test DNA to see, first of all, what gene pool you've got um, when you were born or when you were conceived. It would be more proper to say that. And uh, what are the possible SNPs? right, that can determine whether we're more susceptible to certain diseases or not. But there is also testing uh, that can determine biological and versus chronological age. Um, they can measure how old we are, not on passports, but rather our cells and tissues, what age they have. Do you use this kind of testing um, in your practice? Do you find it useful? I implemented that just recently, like in Greco. And I am using just one laboratory so I can have the same laboratory evaluating before and after. And I'm sure that there must be a lot of laboratories that are uh, providing the same services. It's always important to find out what technology they are using, if they are reliable or not, if they are a, a, with, if they have experience. Because I remember a patient, I had a patient that did that test a while ago. He did it by himself. He decided to do some of the hyperbaric oxygen. He was kind of doing his own study in his own person. And then I told him, okay, share with me your DNA testing results. And he brought the results. And then we wanted to repeat the testing. And it was very disappointing to find out that the laboratory had disappeared already. How can you retest with a laboratory that is not reliable? So I always recommend the patients, okay, I'm recommending you this laboratory for my patients. But out there, if you're going to be doing that for yourself, just make sure that the laboratory has been already in the market for quite a few years and that you will rely on somebody with expertise that can help you for the future. Have you seen people's biological age change uh, in response to hyperbaric oxygen therapy? It's just, I haven't finished my study yet, but the few patients that I have that are consistent, I mean, they are co consistent with their therapy and, and their commitment to themselves, to really change their lifestyle, you can tell immediately that those patients are going very well in general. You can see in their appearance, you can see because they don't have chronic in, 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 uh, diseases, they, you can see that because mentally they are in their almost 100% regardless of the age. 
You know, I have a lot of patients that come from the plastic surgeons to heal uh, in the chambers after surgery. And many times those patients are like 60 years or older. And many patients also fix their appearance, their, their physical appearance externally, but their behaviors are like an old patient's. And, and then that's when I think it's so important to pay attention to oh, the whole body and the aging process. Not only do your external appearance is important. We need to really make sure that your brain is functioning in optimum conditions, that you have glucose levels in optimum levels. You can have also your cholesterol levels low. I mean, every factor is important to keep your body healthy and young, not only externally appearance but also all the general. And probably this is the opportunity for me to mention about these senescent cells. In this study that we were talking about, about hyperbaric oxygen therapy in 60 and above years old patients, they also measure the senescent cells. Senescent cells are the cells that are aging and then they, they are practically almost dysfunctional, but they are, they are still using your nutrients. I mean, you have a cell that is not giving you any benefit, but it's also eating your nutrients, uh, utilizing your oxygen, utilizing everything that you have to provide to the younger cells. So we don't need those senescent cells. That, that study demonstrated that hyperbaric oxygen helped the body to remove those senescent cells by 30% or more. And for me, that's really amazing, really amazing, because that's not easy. You can achieve that with autophagy and intermittent fasting, but the percentage is not that simple. Hyperbaric oxygen by itself was able to remove those cells. I, I agree. And for me as well, its um, effect on senescent cells is more important uh, than it, the effect on telomeres. Because with telomeres, we can argue with senescent cells, we can't. Because really, when uh, when a person has a certain percentage of senescent cells, it means they're aging, not being able to remove those cells. And when we see that the body starts to effectively remove senescent cells, we can I think we can safely say that we are slowing down the aging process. Uh, when your patients use hyperbaric oxygen therapy, um, and they use it for wellness and anti-aging because for many patients, these two words go together. What changes do you see first? Um, like what uh, they come, everybody comes with their own story, of course, but I'm sure there's similarities in, uh, in patients. There always are. The very first factor they notice is more energy. When the patient is healthy, they feel the, the revitalization in general. They feel more energetic, more relaxed, more focused in their, I mean, any activity they are going to be doing, more concentration. But then when they start doing a number of sessions, the majority of the patients report improvement in their skin appearance. So my, my skin looks fantastic. I mean, I feel much better. You know, they are able to retain more uh, hydration and they also notice a very uh, nice glow in their skin as well as fresh color. And, and it's true. And returning a little bit about in the senescent cells, uh, we have to remember that the skin is the largest organ of the body. It's actually the 6% of our weight is the skin and all the tegments. And I recently learned that that's where more senescent cells we have. We have a lot of senescent cells or old cells in the skin. And according with this uh, information, 
the more senescent cells we have, the older we are getting because that senescent cells is taking a lot of the nutrition that the other cells are needing. So keeping the skin healthy and clean, fresh, is always going to be in the benefit of the full body. Actually, there was a study, and I don't remember exactly the date, but I can give it to you, Marisha, you can share with your, with your uh, audience. They injected some senescent cells in rats to find out if that would have an impact in aging, and they found that, yes, the more senescent cells you have, the more ill or sick will be that mouse. And I think that's important, which means that if we take if we take care of our skin, then you can also take care of your body internally, helping at least removing all those essential cells in the external part. Uh, anti-aging, in my opinion, is a journey. Uh, it's it's a process that actually never ends. It's not something that you do for a month or for two months and then you stop and move on with your life. So, of course, you've mentioned that there's some behaviors, lifestyle behaviors that are super important. And for many patients, what I've noticed, even though they're doing hyperbaric oxygen therapy, they're not progressing much or they're progressing, but not to the extent that they could have been progressing had they changed um, those behaviors. Yeah, and I'm, and you've mentioned something similar, and I'm sure it's in every doctor's practice. It's the same situation. So when patients come to you and they're new in their new in their anti-aging journey, where do you recommend that they start? I always start with analyzing their diet. Number one, number two, sleep pattern because sleeping is also another important uh, factor in aging. We know that we have to sleep at least eight hours to help the body to regenerate and repair. Uh, water intake is also important to have a good hydration because we are 70% water and every cell needs water for multiple reasons, which is part of the cytoplasma and all the fluids that we need to really have in the body to function in optimum conditions. Exercise is another important factor. Moving improves circulation, improves mobility, elasticity in the body, and also keeps your brain healthier. Uh, another important factor is reduce stress, which I think is, of course, complicated because depending on every individual, but the, if you learn to meditate and relax, I think you can also help the body to reduce all those cortisol levels that are very damaging for the full body. And of course, I always encourage to have some type of sun exposure, like a five minutes a day, because we can get natural vitamin, convert our tocopherol to natural vitamin D. And if you are in a place where you cannot have some sun, of course, you can implement your vitamin D. And then uh, I always encourage my patients to do hyperbaric oxygen, because even though we breathe oxygen constantly, remember, we are programmed to survive. But we are, we are programmed to age every single day. We are aging and dying every single day. That's the program. If you provide extra oxygen to the body, you are stimulating your own natural stem cells to multiply. Natural stem cells means healthy brand new cells that are going to be converted in something functional in your body. It's proven that if you are two hours in hyperbaric oxygen, again, at two atmospheres, unfortunately, to atmospheres, you can double the amount of stem cells circulating in your body. And if you do it for 20 times, 
you can eightfold the number of stem cells circulating in your body. So we need extra oxygen to help the body repair our cells. It's not like it's mandatory, but it will be optimal. And I also uh, listen in some of these important researchers. One of them was mentioning that if you are able to save one year of your life every year, can you imagine? We are we are actually aging, and every year we are one year older. But if you are able to save part of that year and stay younger, you have the capacity to probably live a longer life and healthy. Because the important me- the important message of these programs are. We want the people to live longer, but to stay healthy, not only to live longer. It's not, it's not the main reason. The main reason is to stay younger, to be functional, to be uh, participating, to enjoy life. And if you want to live longer, take care of your body. I agree. And it, it goes back to taking responsibility for your health and really understanding that you can control a lot of variables in your health. And you have the power, actually, to prolong your life, or at least you have the power to live a healthier life. That's totally in in our hands. You mentioned the oxygen and how every cell needs oxygen, and oxygen under pressure stimulates and mobilizes stem cells, and it's an important part of the anti-aging process. But at the same time, oxygen creates oxidative stress, and we know that oxidative stress is responsible for aging. At least it's one of the theories, uh, at least partially, oxygen is responsible for aging. So how come that hyperbaric oxygen therapy helps reverse aging or slow down aging when oxygen promotes aging? Uh, let, me, let me kind of rephrase that. Many, many patients have that question. How come, if oxygen oxidizes, how come that can be anti-aging? But you know, it's it's not the, it's not like a oxygen is oxidizing the body. Oxygen, it's implementing a system that is stimulating areas that are going to be recovering the functioning of the cell. Uh, there is a research, and if I remember, let me see if I can find the title of this article, because they review actually about oxidation. Oxidation is the path we take when you don't have enough weight to repair and you are causing damage that destroys the cell and the cell is not functioning. But in, in this case, we are pushing extra oxygen in the cell that when the pressure decreases and the body is out of the pressure, your body believes that it's in hypoxia. It's so it's a message, the wrong message. I mean, your body believes it's in hypoxia because you are now back to the normal atmospheric pressure and back to the normal amount of oxygen. And then the body starts a cascade of repair and releases substances to help the body to be repaired. So there is no such oxidation. There is a stimulation like oxidation, but there is no oxidation. It stimulates the body to release all the substances to repair. And there is a study that was in 2017 where they were actually studying, um, it was a study in rats, but now they are doing it in humans. They haven't concluded on that, but they study how come hyperbaric oxygen really helps to repair all the vascular obstruction 
in in that in that uh, infarction in a rat, and they found that the the extra oxygen stimulates the sirtuins, which is another theory of aging, it stimulates the sirtuins to cause or produce a, a repair or to produce a normal normalization of functioning. And then those uh, sirtuins depend on NAD, which is another substance that they recommend for anti-aging. Then the body produces extra NAD by itself to combine with the sirtuins to produce ATP, which is the energy at mitochondrial level, and then to repair the damage. So if you study hyperbaric oxygen at genetic level, patients will understand why having that extra oxygen is important. It's stimulating the whole metabolic reaction for healing. That's why the original uh, utilization of hyperbaric medicine in the United States is healing wounds. They know that if you place the patient in a chamber for a certain number of sessions, certain time, the wound will heal and close. And we're just only talking about external wounds. But internally, that same system is happening. It stimulates sirtuins, NAD, ATP, and then the repair of the damage at whatever you need it. And that's the beauty of hyperbaric oxygen. If you have a brain issue, it will be the brain that will be repairing. If you have a skin problem, it will be the skin. So your body knows where you have that necessity of extra functioning. So there is no such a fear about oxidation with hyperbaric oxygen. Uh, I actually agree because it's not a matter of uh, whether damage is going to occur. How they say in Spanish, it's going to occur COC. It, in any case, right? However, what's important is the degree of repair. The damage will be occurring. It's impossible to prevent those damages completely. We do our best, you know, to live a healthy life so there's as little damage as possible, but it's still going to be damaged. So what's important, how are we going to repair that? And I think that's a second step. After we've addressed all the foundations of health, how we talked about nutrition and sleep and exercise, healthy relationships, and all these factors that determine our health, right? Then we move on to therapies that can provide repair. And I believe that hyperbaric oxygen therapy is one of those therapies, which is at forefront. It's one of the main therapies that can provide repair. Um, and that's why it's considered anti-aging therapy. Just think about it. It's so simple. It looks simple, but a lot of amazing things are happening in your body. Just changing the pressure and changing the oxygen concentration, it's enough to really produce and stimulate a lot of things in your body. Patients just get into the chamber. They can just relax. I always recommend the patients just to get in and relax. Try to concentrate in your body, but you can also do work inside of the chamber if you want to. But I mean, it's better if you can get inside. Even if you can sleep, it will be better. If someone out there compared like a one hour sleeping in the chamber is almost like a repairing your body, like a for eight hours of sleep, which is, it would be too much. But I mean, if you can do something positive for your body instead of the chamber, it's always going to be fantastic. And um, I think there's a lot of more studies that need to be done. But for what we have right now is really exciting and it's really amazing. And if we had known about this 
more than 100 years ago, we will be a different era. I don't know if we will have the opportunity to see uh, what's going to happen now in the future because there is so much going on. Right now, uh, stem cells combined with hyperbaric, which is also another important way to repair. Uh, hyperbaric oxygen therapy, by the way, I can mention that this right now, stimulates the production of some factors that are called CD34 and CD35 factors that are very important for stem cell multiplication. And when the patients are receiving external stem cells and they don't have that factor produced in their body, all the stem cells that are being injected, a huge percentage will not stay in the body. They probably will die or will get out or will be dysfunctional. So hyperbaric oxygen combined with other therapies, it's always going to be an excellent, uh, an excellent complement therapy because it's providing what you need is stimulating the body to be more functional, to be in optimal conditions. So whatever you add externally, it's going to be fantastic. What about supplements? Can you use supplements with hyperbaric therapy to enhance its anti-aging benefits? I think, yes, of course, you can use supplements. I am not a big fan of giving a lot of supplements to my patients because I think we have organs that are working specifically to, to, to convert and to make those supplements functional in the system, which is the liver and also the kidneys. And also the gastrointestinal system, because the gastrointestinal system needs to absorb all that. And if you are using a lot of supplements, your body can be overwhelmed uh, and you can be abusing a little bit of those glands and organs that are involved in the process of the. I think it's always better to be, first, you have to analyze what this patient needs? Do I, this patient has a signs of a, some type of a insufficiency, like a vitamin B insufficiency or vitamin D? You have to evaluate your patient. And then depending on each case, you can integrate some supplementation. If somebody's having some brain issues, if somebody's having some kidney or gastrointestinal, skin, whatever, depending on the case, you can add or integrate some uh, supplements. Uh, and I'm mentioning this because I have patients that come from other practitioners that are uh, in alternative supplementation. And unfortunately, sometimes they abuse a little bit on that, either because they are marketing some of the supplements and then patients, believe me, I have patients that come and are taking like a 70 pills a day. And that's not normal. That's, of course, irrational. Probably you are abusing of your liver and your kidneys. So yes, you can use supplementation, but then you have to be also uh, monitored by your doctor or by your practitioner or whoever is helping you. But always start with your natural, your natural intake, which is your food, and then you integrate what your body needs and evaluate regularly. And that involves hormones, for example, because we know that hormones are, so, are also important. Let's start with evaluating the patient and see how the hormone levels are or the symptoms, because maybe the levels at the laboratory are okay, but the patient expresses symptoms that are not okay. And then you have to make that balance and try to normalize that. So yes, everything is individual. I think one way to approach it is actually when, um, and I'm talking about the situation when somebody is supplementing with a lot of supplements. 
There are therapies that don't require supplementation. In hyperbaric oxygen therapy is one of the, because we're supplementing with oxygen, really, right? Yes. So we can use hyperbaric oxygen therapy with acupuncture. We can add uh, maybe a red light therapy. And then we reduce the need for that many supplements because we, for example, we're, taking, we're bringing down the inflammation with hyperbaric oxygen therapy. So those anti-inflammatory supplements might not be needed. Uh, and that way we might reduce needs and, and it only shows the importance of integrating different therapies, stacking therapies, and then we're getting the best results, in my opinion. But of course, as you yeah. said, strictly individual it's it's has to be determined on an individual basis there are general rules but also there are individual situations which are different one from yes, another of course you have to you have to educate your patients in your community that not everything is for everybody uh, and then uh, it depends on every case but totally agree with you i think you have to really uh, add as many non-invasive therapies uh, and then, and then if after that the patient still needs some like a help for this pain or, and then you can integrate other fact, other uh, treatments, but also uh, non-invasive therapies are really effective and help the body to have the balance. And we have to understand that there are cases that are really chronic and patients that are already with a lot of damage and they might need more than anyone else. That's why anti-aging for me is prevention. Because if you go to a clinic where you can see that clinic as a place where you can help your body to stay healthier and younger for a longer period of time and not feeling like that office is a place where they are going to be giving you only pills or medications to survive the pain or to survive the discomfort, try to look for those non-invasive therapies. It's always going to be fantastic. You know, yoga, relaxation, light therapy is really amazing and also combined, as you said, with hyperbaric light and hyperbaric, it's just the most amazing combination, as well as any other type of uh, nutritional education, some herbs, and don't don't get into that um, turmoil of taking everything they tell you because you will be younger and then you take one pill here and one here and, one, and when you realize you have the whole pharmacy with you. So just try to evaluate yourself. You know, uh, here in the United States, um, in order to take some laboratory testing, you have to go to see your doctor. But I am totally disagree on that because I think everyone should have control of their own body, of course, with the medical supervision, but why not to go to the lab anytime you feel you need it and see how are you functioning the same way you do it with your car. Because you have a car, you take your car to the diagnostic person and they will tell you, okay, this is failing. Same with the body. I think everybody has to take responsibility and knowing their levels. So whatever you can measure, like your glucose levels, pH in your saliva, in your blood, uh, evaluate your um, uh, oxidative stress. I mean, evaluate whatever you feel you can evaluate by yourself. And then if you think you need extra help, go to the practitioner. But I encourage all the patients to use all the natural way to stay healthy and to stay uh, functional. Olga, before we finish this conversation, I'd like to ask you a question because I'm also interested personally. You mentioned red light. 
uh, in combination of hyperbaric oxygen therapy with red light for anti-aging. Can you please tell us about that, how it should be combined to, to bring benefits? Well, um, remember red light in uh, infrared, because red light is one and the infrared is actually even better. Stimulate vasodilation, and when you have vasodilation, you also stimulating other uh, nutrients and, and ingredients that are important for healing. And one of them is nitric oxide, which is a gas blend in, in our system. Nitric oxide is very important to also start the cascade of healing. In the chamber, you are increasing the oxygen, you are stimulating the anti-inflammatory response, and you are stimulating the uh, sirtuins, and you are increasing the NAD, uh, NAD plus, and you are all that path, all those pathways combined together are gonna reach the point of repair. Repair. It will not be that easy. I don't want the people believe that because you are doing this one day, you will be repaired. It's a a combination of therapies for a period of time until you reach the point of healing. And everyone is different depending on age and depending on health, depending on multiple other factors, but you can reach that point at some point. You might need 20, 40, 60, or even up to 80 sessions to really help the body to be in optimum conditions. Because this is no magic. This is a lot of science behind. And then we need to understand that even making a full body, it takes nine months in a young mother. Can you imagine after 40, 50 years old, it will take a while for us to repair ourselves. But yes, light is the most amazing therapy you can find because depending on the color, it will be the penetration level. And then the, the red light goes deep enough, but the infrared even reaches bone where we have the medulla, and that's where we stimulate also a brand new cells, and then stimulating the brand new cells a little faster than normal, plus providing the optimum oxygenation. I think that's a really promising combination of therapy. And, you know, back in those days in the 1990s, Dr. Hoister introduced me to another uh, important doctor that was studying the brain, because back then we were studying only brains. And he was using actually some type of red light to stimulate the brain through the school. Uh, he will place a band with a red light, and then he will connect it to a computer, and then we will monitor the waves through the light. If the patient was anxious, we will see all the different uh, waves depending on the brain, only through the light. So now with the infrared light, we know that you can stimulate also your brain. And I mean, there is this company, and maybe you're familiar, that is selling this head cap, not only with red light, it has also infrared light. And now I am using it also for some patients that are having some brain issues because the infrared penetrates the bone. and and seems like it's really providing excellent results. I haven't tested, but you uh, will be amazed how much you can achieve with the combination of the infrared light and the hyperbaric oxygen. Remember, infrared is invisible light. You don't see it. It's kind of black, but it's there. And the wave is, is so strong that goes deep enough 
to really touch even the, the brain. What about this uh, uh, red light masks that you put on top of your face to stimulate skin rejuvenation? Uh, do they work in your um, experience? I think they work. Yes, they work. And they, the red light go, goes uh, just to the skin level. You know, the skin has different layers. And the red light actually goes to the area where all the vascularity is happening. So yes, it produces vasodilation. And the vasodilation comes with also release of substances for healing, and and that actually helps the skin. Yes, it really helps, and that's that will also involve a little bit of other therapies that are now very famous for the skin, like a lace, lasers, microneedling, and all those extra uh, contributors to keep the skin as healthy as possible. But as I mentioned earlier, to remove as many cells and cells from the skin is the best you can do. And you can achieve that either by scrub once a month and by red light. The red light also stimulates to get rid of those and cells. And now that's why the red light is famous. But if you want to go deeper, make sure you have infrared light, which is very, very different. Wow. Um, a lot of food for thought. I'm actually getting this mask. I can't wait to try it and to see what result is going to bring. I was also told that it has calming effect and helps you sleep better. So not just physical appearance. So I can't wait. I'll get it and then I'll report. Um, but otherwise, uh, thank you so much, Olga, for sharing all this You're information welcome. with us. I think we have an idea now where to start, how to incorporate hyperbaric oxygen therapy, what to do if you don't necessarily have access to higher pressure, because um, milder pressure would also bring benefits. Maybe it will take longer, but it doesn't mean that benefits are not going to come and that we should take health in our hands and responsibility. And uh, anti-aging is there. And as you said, there's so many exciting things in the future. Uh, it's really worth doing all the anti-aging therapies to make sure that we live to the point when we can, you know, learn about all this advancements. Exactly. No, it's always a fascinating subject. And, and this, this uh, talk, just have a little bit of everything. We could expand almost in every point, but we'll spend a lot of hours. So I think this is just to motivate the patients to read more. If they want more literature, we will be more than happy to share that because I think there is nothing better than having an educated patient. I always stimulate my patients to read. Even if I recommend something, I ask them to read before they make the decision. And I, I encourage the patients to educate themselves about it. And consult, consult. But anyway, um, subchambers are efficient. Maybe you need more sessions, but they are also efficient. And the harsh chambers are more intensive. Maybe in short period of time, it's also more expensive. So I think money-wise is going to be the same. And I encourage the patients to implement hyperbaric oxygen in their lives. Very well said. Guys, I hope we answered at least some of your questions about anti-aging and hyperbarics. Please give this episode likes because it helps other people to see it. And if you really like our content, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Share this episode with your friends if you think that they might benefit from this information. And otherwise, I'll see you all next week. Thank you.